Welcome to Dead Pilot Society, the show that takes comedy pilots from A-list writers that were sold and developed at networks and streamers, but never produced, and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. I'm Andrew Reich, the creator and host of Dead Pilot Society, and this is the after show for Thruple, featuring my interview with Lindsey Kraft and Andrew Leeds and Richie Keen. I always say you should listen to the table read before you listen to these after show episodes. You definitely should. In this case, you should also watch the short film that they made before pitching the pilot, because uh, we end up talking about that quite a bit, and it's just it's just really fun. Uh, there's a link uh, link to that in the show notes. You know, these three have just such a genuine friendship and enjoy each other's company so much. It's really infectious. This was just such a fun conversation. That weirdly goes somewhat in-depth about the first pilot I ever uh, sold and shot because Andrew Leeds had one of his first auditions for that show and Richie Keen worked with him for that audition. It's just a weird uh, coincidence. There's also some great stories about the Thruple pitch. If you remember from their brief interview before the table read, they brought ice cream for all the executives to every pitch and we debate whether or not uh, that was a good idea. Uh, before I get into the interview, I want to quickly plug two things from the Dead Pilot Society family. One is my co-producer Ben Blacker's Substack newsletter, which is called Rewriting. That's R-E colon writing. Uh, I'm a subscriber, and I really get a lot out of it. If you're a writer or aspiring writer, it's highly recommended. Uh, you should also listen to Ben's Writer's Panel podcast if you don't already. Okay, uh, number two. Our intrepid co-producer Noah Findling now has his very own podcast. That means the team at Dead Pilot Society, uh, the three of us, there are three podcasts now. We're three for three. Noah's is called The Bedtime Podcast, and in it, Noah and his wife, Sid Steinberg, uh, podcast from bed about anything and everything before they go to sleep. He gave me a sneak listen to the first episode. It's really funny. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there'll be a link to that in the show notes. So check that out. All right, let's get into my interview with Lindsey Kraft, Andrew Leeds, and Richie Keen after a brief message. Since the dawn of time, man has dreamed of bringing life back from the dead. From Orpheus and Eurydice to Frankenstein's monster, resurrection has long been merely the stuff of myth, fiction, and fairy tale. Until now. Actually, we still can't bring people back from the dead. That would be crazy, but the Dead Pilot Society podcast has found a way to resurrect great dead comedy pilots from Hollywood's finest writers. Every month, Dead Pilot Society brings you a reading of a comedy pilot that was sold and developed but never produced, performed by the funniest actors from film and television. How does Dead Pilot Society achieve this miracle? The answer can only be found at MaximumFun.org. We've started. Oh, we started? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay, yeah. Um... Uh, but because I've never done, I don't know how to, you know, start it with three. I guess I start by saying which one of you is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> would that be the best way to begin? Um, so, Richie, Lindsay, we're all going to know your voice. But right. just, Andrew, say, hey, I'm Andrew. Hey, I'm Andrew. Yeah. And Richie. Yeah. Hi, it's me, Richie. Yeah, it's pre- I think it's going to be pretty or, or, easy. Or as I say in the pilot, over. I'm Richie. Yeah. <laughs> Richie has a very you have a very specific uh speech pattern I feel like Richie does yeah th- maybe not I, more I specific where 
Yeah, that's <laughs> he has a naturally comedic way of speaking. It's just naturally comedic, yeah. I find. It's true. Richie, if you guys aren't right, Richie has such a great smile and it comes, you hear it when Richie talks. So I think yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's a very yeah. nice thing. Um, I have, I've been finding myself just thinking about what a sort of bad idea that ice cream a gimmick was that you guys did in the, in those pitches. <laughs> I think you're just, yeah, cause you're bringing it to these executives who are all on a diet at all times. And you're like forcing them to eat ice cream, like right there on the I spot. like 11 oh. in the morning. I, or 10 oh, in the morning. 11. <laughs> I think we had a couple of nine 30 AM. I mean, I agree. I, people haven't had their uh, coffee, you know, we're, you know, listen, you gotta I, have a gimmick. I don't know. I, I, hate, to- <laughs> I hate when people force dessert dessert upon me. I, I don't like free food in general. I find and it yet. really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends who did this a similar thing. They had a the pilot they were pitching was about the first like female uh, like bourbon distiller or something. It was like a bourbon themed show, and so they brought like these bourbons to the pitches and like poured them out. And it was an equally awkward thing because they were like, yeah. I don't know if I want to drink <laughs> bourbon right now, and if I don't, it's weird. I think those. I, I want to say much. something. I want to say something. Let me get in here for a second. <laughs> I think we're overplaying how this was. I think this played. All yeah, right? no, now, it did. It really did. I think because this played. Also, we had we had we had two vegan options on every one, so it was okay. like you were you were good. We got gluten free vegan. We had like something for everyone. Here's so. what I'll say: everybody is many years later now. Everybody's always like, "Oh my god, I remember you guys. There was a pitch you guys brought ice cream to." That being said. We only sold it to one place and we pitched it at 10 places. So, you know, does, did the ice cream work or did it? I think, <laughs> I think if I remember, I don't remember whose idea it was, but I still, I stand by it, whoever's it was. We knew we were asking them to watch. What was it? How long is the short? 13 Ten minutes. minutes. 13. Okay. We were like, we got to do something here. Like we, 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 we got to bring popcorn. We got to do something. Right. Uh, Cause we just didn't, we didn't want to send this short and hope they had watched it because we knew it's the most, it's so low concept that you have to watch the short to understand what we're trying to do. You can't just pitch it three friends. I mean, right. You know, well, we did, we did, well, that's exactly what we did. Our pitch was like, <laughs> no. our pitch was like maybe 10 minutes long. <laughs> our pitch was 10 minutes long. Three of those minutes or three or four of those minutes consisted of showing a video of me giving a speech somewhere as somebody else had nothing to do with the show. It had nothing to <laughs> wait, do with wait, the show. What, was, what oh, was that? You should tell a story, Andrew. I don't remember this. You know, so I, I, when I was like 25, I, uh, my friends worked at King of Queens and they were being given an award at, uh, right. for, at the Beverly Hills hotel by the Rady school of business for, for, for their excellence in leadership. And it was like, it's kind of a scam. They do it to get people to buy tables, you know, at the award, they get they get given to without a trace in King of Queens. My friend said, "Do you want to have a free dinner and just wear a suit?" And so I get there, and it's a black tie affair. And there's a table for King of Queens, and there's a table with all the CBS executives, like you know, uh, Alex Jaffe and um, uh, Neil Tassler, and all these people are there. And David Litt was supposed to accept the award, who had created King of Queens, who was probably at the time 38 or 39. And they said to me, my friend said, "Hey, will you go up there and accept the award as David Litt?" And not really thinking about it, I was like, sure, whatever. Well, I did it and I talked for like a good two and a half minutes and they videotaped the entire event and sent it to us. But it was so clear I wasn't David Lick because I was like 25 years old and I made up everything I said was a lie. It was all completely fabricated. So we would show it at this pitch 
but it had nothing to do with the show. Why why do we do that? Because we had nothing to talk about. We had (laughs) no. It was so much like the Seinfeld where they're pitching that it was like a show about nothing. It was like, you know, we, it was real. Like we had only really been the three of us. We had gone like away for one weekend. We went to like, we went to San Diego Diego for one weekend. And we were like, this would be a great show. So when you were like, we were like, you know, the three of us, we We do. So we go on adult field trips all the time. We went to San Diego. We we got ice cream one night. Um, We We had done like maybe, maybe three things. So we were just like, well, we have this video that's pretty funny. We should show it to people. Oh, but it's oh, like, it's not like the three of you are in the video. It's just, no. oh, that's, that's so confusing. No, no, nothing made sense. This was, we didn't even make this short with the intention of making a show. So like the whole thing just kind of happened. We made a short, we showed it around and then suddenly we're pitching and we were like, well, I guess this is the show. It's just the three of us getting into and then, hijinks. We, and, and now in retrospect, people are always like, oh, the thruple. Like you, Andrew and Lindsay were a thruple. But that word was not right. what a thruple is now. Like if you right. like no, everyone was, would say thruple or yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God. I was like, thruple. are you thruple? I was like, that our agents for, for you still. That, yes. Whatever happened with thruple? <laughs> But I, I'm just like, <laughs> like it, it's so not about you know anything sexual. So it was interesting that like that's kind of like when people yeah. remember it, they're like, oh, that was about a threesome. The other like thing a- we did, the other thing we did in the pitch was we would show a photo of Rich, Richie at some point in his life got really, really ripped, like oh, really, ripped. <laughs> and we would show the photo and be like, let me tell you guys about Richie. So one time, Richie. <laughs> Got re- let's just look at this photo. All you have to do is look at this photo. Like we had nothing. <laughs> God, so was at least so, all of this. Was, was that David Lit accepted speech at least sort of like okay the Andrew character here's kind like a, nope. here's kind of to give I you think, a sense of the Andrew character. <laughs> I, I truly think we had a couple episode ideas. I think we were like, look, you like the short. We, we can make a show. If you don't like the short, this is a waste of time. Why don't you watch the short? Yeah. We'll hang out for 10 minutes, three of which will be <laughs> video, a minute which will be about when I got ripped, and uh, <laughs> some episode ideas. I mean, it was basically bribing executives who have been in the town like way longer, who know all these people. And it was like, for them, it was like candy. Like they just couldn't believe that this thing existed. It was sort of just like to keep their attention. You mean the David Lindsay? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh my God, I know David. Yeah, like, does he know about this? Yeah, it was just like. The same questions over and over again for different executives. <laughs> so but yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I guess a distraction of some sort. <laughs> so was there any was Lindsay, all... was there any Lindsay film no, or video? No, never, no. Oh, I remember being a little annoyed about that. No, there wasn't there was any. nothing. I was not. No, there was nothing. I, I, I think Lindsay might be the Lindsay might be the most interesting of all of us. So that's what's ironic. <laughs> so that's she didn't need this. She didn't need the the, the photo that's or true. The video. Was, Maybe yeah. Andrew and I were a little sweaty about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Was what? Do, I don't even remember. I do remember that literally. I was the woman. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> I do remember the pitch document was like, it couldn't have been more than a page. And it was just a couple of random sentences, like kind of with bullet points, but it was really, really slim. Yeah. Which is ultimately what got us into trouble at the end because they, the NBC bought it and said, Hey, listen, we love this, but you are going to need a little bit more of a hook. So just think about that. And then they kept saying, so where's the hook? And we're like, guys, there's, 
right? I mean, well, I remember, I re- uh, yes, and I also remember though, they were so wonderful and aggressive about wanting to do it. And they, I remember them saying specifically, we want to find a Seinfeld and a Friends, and this is both of those things. So it was kind of a mixed message for us because we were sort of trying to deliver the promise of this friendship. Uh, we never had a hook. We didn't have a hook in the short. We didn't have a hook in the pitch. We didn't have a hook in the pilot. We were just like, this is what happened. These are the conversations that we have, and which they, as we mentioned, um, pretty much were. And we were like, we can't fabricate. We, we, I, I feel like we must have brainstormed, like, what could the bookends be? Or, you know, well, I, I so- just... I think our idea was, so we were like, okay, maybe structurally, it's always going to be the first act is going to be a one act, Mm -hmm. basically like the ice cream shop. And then we're going to set up all these stories and then we're going to see them unfold in these little tiny scenes, essentially. So that was kind of the idea is that every, every first act would be a, a one act play essentially. The Lazy River is an example of the kind of thing, like a set piece, like almost like a, a Simpsons opening although but 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 more related to what's going to come yeah exactly it was it was yeah and so and i think part of the reason that it, that that we came up with that was because we were actually i think originally we had all done these like one act plays for charity for many years together and so we were talking about originally i think just like writing it for the stage i believe if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and so i think we were thought okay well that would be a we've never really seen that and that's kind of fun and there's something about it and we have an example of it because we shot the ice cream shop scene so but that was it. But there's something to be said, I think, also about, you know, us making this short. We had no expectations of anything. We just wanted to make something fun and like something that we that we felt we it was like literally there was not no expectation at all. Right, Richie, Andrew? We, we even I remember yeah, no. having friends come to my living room and we we stood in a fake line and acted out the short. And we're like, is this is this we're doing? Is this a thing? <laughs> Should we make this? Um, but yeah, I, I don't think we had any expectation. I think you're right. I, I, if I I think the short originally was maybe going to be a one act play for for that's what I think it play, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and so. it was you know everyone's like, what well, was it improvised? Like not really at all. No, not it at was all. like you know no. down to the movements of us online. That was completely choreographed. I remember being in your apartment and us all figuring out exactly because we knew we would have one night to film the whole thing and it would four hours five, you know with extras coming and going mm. and so it we had to be like on top of our game and then these lovely people who i've never seen ever again about 30 people showed up and stood in the line for us more than that for free on the middle oh, of the it was night amazing. and then uh, uh yeah i don't i still don't understand it. <laughs> i mean what yeah. was so like what was your crew when you shot that short so i asked uh some friends who I work with on it's always sunny in Philadelphia, if they would do me a solid. And, you know, we had a little, we had a little bit of money. My manager at the time, uh, threw, threw a little bit of money in the pot and, um, we were able to give the crew something, but I, I, my, my approach was like, we're just going to have to do this with practical lighting and, uh, shoot three cameras at the same time, because if we get a good take, I mean, the goal was just to get one good take all the way through. Um, which was so funny because I was, you know, it was so hard because I was constantly paying, <laughs> trying to act and notice what the cameras were doing. And he had, you also then, hadn't acted in a while too. So you were, you were, I, you, oh, even I was though you were fantastic, you were definitely feeling like, am I, you know, am oh, I okay? I didn't even feel like I belonged there with you guys. And you also, if you guys remember, I, I had asked a favor uh, of a first AD as well. 
and we kept running this thing with like the line we like like we started the scene and then 40 people would get in line at the exact same time behind <laughs> us and i go stop 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 and, and, you know and we were trying to figure out like how can i how can we focus on doing this we were so aware of all the things we just wanted one good take and we so we just kind of kept stopping and i think there was a point which we were like we just gotta we just gotta get through a take like we just gotta do one of these you know I remember um, once, like it yeah. was also freezing too. Oh, it was and freezing. I, it was freezing. I, there was a moment where I felt like I had to like put you guys in your place, which is so unlike me. And I was like, "You guys, we got like." Oh we, yeah. We well, because what well, happened? I can't remember. I just remember. No, once. that's what I'm talking about. I think that's what I'm talking about. I think like you were like, "We gotta, dude. We gotta do a take." Like, you know. And also, <laughs> you know, to your original question, Andrew, like I'm asking favors of, you know, these camera operators and cinematographer and first AD who make, you know, real television shows. And it's <laughs> one in the morning and an ice cream shop on Larchmont, you know, we were there uh, till four and, or five, I think. And I'm sure they're like, uh, how, how are we going to wrap this up? Or are we going to, you know, um, <laughs> that was three cameras too, right? Three cameras at once. Yeah. They were great. They did a great, those guys did a great job. I mean, they were great. Adam amazing. Great. I mean, um, thank you. Thank you, John Tanzer and everyone else. Yes. Do you guys yeah. live around there? We did, yeah, at the time. That's we nice. did, yeah, we did. It had just opened up, and and Richie reached out to them. <laughs> but tell, I, I wrote we... them. I wrote them a note with a picture. Of the, so we had this idea. I think at that point, like Lindsay had already gone and kind of written out what almost entirely ended up being the short, you know. And um, uh, I think I wrote. I probably could find it. It was an. It was. It was an email with a picture of the three of us at Salt and Straw. And I basically was like, look, this is going to sound crazy. We actually do this for a living. So we're not just, you know, a bunch of knuckleheads. We love salt and straw. Uh, I do also think you guys are wrong. We we did go get dessert often. Yes. Uh, it wasn't like not... we it, it wasn't like we went to ice cream once. Like it going out like that yeah. yogurt place on. Uh, but we didn't. Yogurtland, but we were all about yogurt land. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even though it was killing us, even though it was <laughs> just awful for us. We were all about yogurt land because we couldn't believe it, it was so cheap. It was like three three dollars. And you could get the biggest so high. Mound of so no, but you guys we had a thing we had a thing in the short that we cut out, do you remember? About part? how there were zero calories and how could there be zero calories? There's something going on. And she was still gaining weight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, That's um, right. But but we but that I wrote, was, I wrote him yeah. a I wrote him a letter and I just appealed to them and, and, and I even I think I might have even just said like you know, you can look us up. I don't know if that matters, but, uh, you know, we, you know, but you know, we, we do this for a living. We love salt, salt and straw. We want to shoot something in there. We'll do it at any time of night that you're, you make it available to us. We'll pay your employees, whatever you need. And what I got back was like, sure. <laughs> Not like, can we see the script? Not like they were just like, sure. Yeah. And they, we did it. And as I think we mentioned this when we did the, show uh read the show like they've never asked to see it or anything yeah and their employees were there i bought a lot of ice cream but like yeah and then we had to rent a porta potty that was the other thing that was like the biggest stress mm -hmm. of of shooting it oh my was god, that like yeah. oh my gosh we need a toilet we don't have a toilet well it's, it's not right. cheap to rent a yeah. portable toilet <laughs> um yeah but yeah so, it was and then gloria actually uh calderon kellett who read the other day she was she's in the short as as a I, we had some friends some friends actually some people we knew came and helped with certain certain parts of it she helped stand in line right no she was yep. doing the test yeah the ice cream yeah, yeah. she was testing that scooping yeah 
Yeah. So how did you guys all meet? It's not the it's not the middle seat story. I'm I'm no. assuming. Although it this is, is although no. this this story you actually I think did tell in the pitch. I think you would tell the story in the pitch about you and me. Well, this isn't how we the origin no, story for it. me is very is very foggy. Okay, I don't know that I can tell you the first time I met Andrew and Lindsay. What I can tell you, and you are correct, it's all coming back. I did tell it in the pitch. Was I? We all came out of uh, this. Uh, acting teacher in town named Leslie Kahn. We all studied there. I taught there for a, a little while and, and as actually uh, probably what propelled me to try and direct was I had worked with actors so much there. So thank you, Leslie. But there was one night, and please jump in if I have this wrong, where we were doing like a showcase, right? That's mm-hmm. correct. Okay, you so were we're there. doing some kind of showcase. Well, I, I watched um, where there were, they were showing pilots. No, 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 um, no, no, no. This is, we were doing a showcase for, for like casting directors. There were like a handful of yeah. actors at Leslie. Oh, no, like, we're going to do a showcase for some casting people or some big <laughs> casting, but I don't remember what it was. And uh, <laughs> we're in like the waiting area. I have no recollection, by the way, you guys, like what I even did that night or who I did it with in terms of like, but we're in the waiting area and it's a bunch of people. I mean, it's like, yeah. I don't know how many people are 15 10, people, people are in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm on one end and Andrew's on the other. And Andrew just says, hey, Richie, it's silent. And I go, yeah. And he goes, why didn't you invite me to your birthday party last year? <laughs> and I was like, huh? And we weren't even so really I, friends. Like, I don't I, like we weren't really friends. I mean, I knew him, but I just knew that I knew somebody else that I should have. If they were going to be invited, I should have been invited. I wouldn't have gone. But... <laughs> I don't go well, anywhere. You know, it's a it's a fair point. Um, but also, I would think I was like, "Hey, man, I'm like nervous. I'm about to go do a thing. Um, can we work out our thing?" You know. But that so was that before or after situation comedy? That was I after. Think I knew him from situ- yeah. so situation comedy. Did you know what do you know what situation comedy was? Not really. I don't think so. It was a uh, a, a reality show on Bravo that Sean Hayes produced, and it was like Project Greenlight for sitcoms. My old writing partner and I had written a, a, a script. And it, we got picked to shoot our sitcom on this reality show. And that's how I first, when I was in New York, like, you know, just getting into acting, I watched that show, like, in my apartment, because my boyfriend at the time was like, you know, this is about how a pilot gets made. And from the first episode, I noticed Andrew, and I was like, he's such an interesting guy. And I just kind of, and then that's when I first saw Richie also. So we, Richie was cast oh, wow. in the other pilot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so I, I was... On the, I, as far as I was concerned, I was auditioning for a pilot, but they were filming me. It was very strange. And so we would, but we hadn't met before that, Andrew. We had never met like at Leslie uh, or anything like that. I, I had heard your name, but no, because I, I, I don't think so. I don't think we had met before that. I just remember in the pilot, you're like, you're chewing on a cigar at some point. And you're no, like, a breadstick. No. A breadstick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does, a, he does a joke and then to, to, cap, to cap the joke, he bites into a breadstick. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't a cigar? <laughs> no, no, you're mixing two things up. But I, I, we, this, please cut all of this. Um, I in the auditions, in the auditions, I did a bit where I told, to make Sean Hayes laugh because I had it was an inside joke that no one ever understood. But if you watch the show, I pulled out a, a pipe. Oh, that's right. It, it a was pipe. a joke about prop acting. Okay, so it was a joke. I did, but if you watch the show, you're like, "What is this guy? What is he, Caratop?" <laughs> but, but on the show, on the actual pilot, I did take a bite out of a breadstick. <laughs> Listen, no one ever accused me of being subtle. So, uh, 
You're hilarious. Oh, but I think so. Yeah, I think that we had we had met there, and then uh, shortly after that, I went to you to get coached for uh, Andrew's Pilot Three, <laughs> which is That's also wild. just kind of yes. crazy that the pilot that no, of mine that you, I just you was th- was three. I know not that far from Thruple. And by the way, way like, when we when we didn't want to use the the title Thruple, I was like, three would be a good title, but I don't think we can do that because it already is existing. Well that, well, that show never got on. You certainly um, could have used it. But I went to your condo and you coached me on three. Uh, and and I had a I had a a cane a, a magician's cane that that would explode out of my hand uh, for when I said the line my boy Febreze is here which is from the pilot three and then I would pop the cane out of my hand and you thought it was hilarious and I think I did it in the audition and I don't think they thought it was anything really well you know what I apologize I apologize anyway. I may I may still have my casting notes for okay. that somewhere and I would love to go back and see what like if I wrote back like you know magic wand douchebag or something like that and my casting notes is certainly possible it turns out that <clears throat> Andrew doesn't give a, a first grade impression we've learned that, <laughs> let, no 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 people, let's spend an hour on this <laughs> no no I find surprising that that he rubs people the wrong way you said you're the one who says this i've been told yeah it's hard I, to listen I, it's hard to i can only that. tell you that i was confronted before going on stage at an important actor showcase about a birthday party from a year earlier by the way andrew was invited the next year uh so well, what I, you I said mean, you, I, got, you got i'm sure you were invited every you were of course you were invited i was like well I, yeah i mean you were you were i don't think you'd meant to not invite me i don't well, we no, didn't know actually, you, i I remember, though, that anytime I had a thing that was like a bar thing, I would say, and if there's anyone that you know that would want to come to this, of course, they're invited. I, and so I'm sure that was my explanation to you. Did uh, either of Please your, cut all of this. Please did, uh, cut all no, of this. No, I'm cutting none of it. Did either of your pilots <laughs> become the one that was picked on this situation comedy uh, show? Our pilot won, won okay. meaning America voted, which was like... I, I voted. I've never... I'm like... <laughs> Crazy American Idol fan since the first season. I've never voted for one thing. I watched the show and I was like, I voted so many times. But <laughs> crazy. I don't think very many people did vote. I don't think very many because this was before Bravo really became like big. Mm-hmm. It, so it was like the year before that. Um, and we won uh, $25,000 uh, mm-hmm. to split and we won representation. Uh, but ultimately, when it came down to winning representation, we met with William Morris for our prize and they were like, you don't need agents and that was that and they didn't they didn't they didn't bite after Shock, that which shocking was, yeah that didn't actually happen uh, but, but no the shows didn't none of the shows went anywhere they did not get picked up or made right. a deal yeah um none of them became whatever that shia labeouf movie no no um, right which is a, a classic a beloved classic now right um okay so he gives you a hard time about the birthday party while you're going on the showcase. And is that when you like, at what point do you guys start actually hanging out? So well, Andrew and Lindsay start dating because Lindsay had a crush on Andrew from the show. And Andrew, I think was thrilled by that process. Well, that also, well, you've um, skipped a, it seems like you've skipped a big chunk because <laughs> Lindsay doesn't even live in, in LA yet. She's with another guy. Yeah, like... so, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole episode and we'll be at some point a pilot that doesn't get picked up that Andrew and I, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> We'd love to be on Dead Pilot Society for the <laughs> yeah, unwritten pilot. If we could book Dead Pilot Society for our next three pilots, that would be great. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So we started dating. That's a it is a, a crazy. I mean, are Andrew and Richie started, but... for, are good friends by the time you start? Lindsay and Andrew start dating. 
Not like great friends. No. I don't think. No, I think no. we're really. Be- I thought. I'm, I'm guessing. I think what made us better, good friends was Lindsay and I wrote a one act play and asked Richie to be in it. Uh, okay. And I think that's. So, it, I would say this experience came at a point in my life where I like really needed. I was kind of going through a breakup. Career wasn't happening, and these guys wrote a one act play and asked me to be a part of it. And it was the greatest experience. I mean, just the greatest experience. Uh, Gloria was also in that. Uh, a, a great group of people. Um, uh, and we performed it, and it was received really well. And so, and Richie was unbelievable in it. I mean, just unbelievable. So funny. Thank you. Yeah. And, I, and I think, you know, we all really, like, you know, had this amazing, you know, you know, you live in L.A., you make stuff. It, it comes and goes quickly you never can really celebrate any kind of win because you're just on to like the next part of the process. And this was one of those rare, like, you know, we all cared so much about this thing that was going to get seen at a one act play festival. And, um, just was such a great rewarding experience for all of us. And, um, and so I think that's what, what the three of us all became close because we were all, working passionately on something to, that we created together. They wrote and I got to perform it. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I, this could be totally wrong, but I think during that time, I actually think that, I don't know if, if Lindsay set you up with somebody or if she did the giddy thing, but she did that, that happened there. Yes. Yes. And so I think that yes. was all, so that makes sense that that was sort of the beginning. Yes. The giddy thing was real. And, um, and uh, yeah. Um, it was all real. Every, every, everything. And we also <laughs> lived. A, we lived a few blocks from each other, so yeah, we started hanging out more. I guess at that point. Yeah. And then Salt and Straw, the short, was probably only what maybe two years later. I don't even know. I don't even think it was that much later. Yeah, it must not have been after the yeah. one act. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not that much longer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I think it might have been. I think it might have been six months or a year. Do you remember okay. what, like, what year was it that you did that Salt and Straw? I'm trying to think when Salt and Straw opened. I want to say it was like seven years ago or something around that area. Oh well, I can tell you, I was I was doing Cristela at the time, which was like 2014. Okay, okay. so nine years ago, eight years ago. Nine yeah, probably. Years, yeah. Nine years by ago. the time we, yeah, by the time we got done with it, it was probably eight years ago. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's scary. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Richie, oh. you're already like you already have an established directing career by that point now or yeah i would say in be so not an established career doing the one act so you guys are right there was probably two years in between um not an established directing career as a matter of fact d- during the one act is when i got it's always sunny in philadelphia uh i got yeah. half the season and it was a big moment for me uh in my life still still is um and so by the time once I got that show, I think I was doing a lot of directing, you know. Uh, and so I think by the time we made Thruple, it was like, oh, I can call in some favors and, um, you know, and I knew, you know, knew how to put it together easily. And so Andrew and Lindsay, you guys had, had you, you had written that one act together. Was the, yeah. uh, had you written other things before that? Was that like sort of the beginning the one act together. was the first thing we wrote together, and then yeah. we wrote a couple other one acts together. And um, and yeah, I I had written a ton, a, a bit. I mean, a ton. I, mean, I don't know for, for years before that, pilots mostly, and um, with another partner. Did you say? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. This guy named Dave Lampson. Um, and then 
once I, when I got Christella, we kind of just decided that it was sort of best to sort of go our separate ways. We'd made a couple of pilots, which was great. And, um, but I think we, I don't, I think we both probably weren't like in a, we were both really, really, uh, not, I want to say stubborn, but we both had our very, like, we really cared a lot. And, um, I think it was probably at the time we probably both cared too much. We were both too, like every single word was a discussion and I, but you know, for the better, but ultimately I think it was just a good moment for us to be like, yeah, maybe we don't need to do this together. And maybe we could try to write on our own and see how that goes. And, and then I just started acting more. And so I stopped writing as much and, um, and now we're actually sort of writing together a little bit together again, strangely after many years. So in a different place, you know, obviously. Loyal listeners, you know how much I love talking about Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. I think you really have to wrap your head around how convenient that is. You don't need to defrost anything. You don't have to plan ahead. You're making dinner and you think, you know, it would be nice to have a fresh baked loaf of bread with this. You preheat the oven and in 25 minutes or less, you have amazing bread. To kick off the year, Wild Grain is offering delicious products such as an ancient grain sourdough loaf, which I've had, it's so good, and fresh artisan fettuccine pasta. Again, I've had it, it's delicious. I I really do love when I get to pitch things that I truly believe are great products, and Wild Grain is one of them. You know, I got a free box from them, I loved everything in it, and when I finished it all, I immediately used the Dead Pilots discount code and started a subscription, and now it's like Christmas when that box shows up. So, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash deadpilots to start your subscription. You heard me. That's free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash deadpilots. That's wildgrain.com slash deadpilots. Or you can use promo code deadpilots at checkout. Hello, dreamers. This is Evelyn Denton, CEO of the only world-class, fully immersive theme resort, Steeplechase. You know, I've been seeing more and more reports on the blogs that our beloved park simply isn't safe anymore. Murdered them? I'm gonna wreck it. They say they got mugged by brigands in the fantasy kingdom of Ephemera, or hijacked by space pirates in Infinitum. I mean, I could have a knife. My papa said that I needed to do a crime. Friends, I'm here to reassure you that it's all part of the show. These criminals were really just overzealous staff trying to make things a little more magical for our guests. We're just as safe as we've always been. This isn't a county fair, dreamers. This is Steeplechase, the Adventure Zone, every Thursday at MaximumFun.org. The writing process for this, which we talked a little bit about, but I mean, so you're saying like everything in here, there's a germ of something that actually happened. Especially in the well, short. The short is for sure, right? I, I think everything. Short, I almost feel like was verbatim to some <laughs> yeah. degree. Um, what I can tell you is, so this the bag thing is real. It happened. Uh, became an infamous story in my life. Andrew was the first person. I mean, I had told that story to so many people. And Andrew was the first person who said, eh, it might have been on you. <laughs> is and that I was true? Like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone was like, this is crazy. I mean, like it, to this day, people are like, that's a crazy story. Like, you know, uh, 
if you did it, if you didn't do it, I mean, what are you going to ask someone to give you $3,000 or whatever? They're I forget. I think it was even more money that we pared down for the pilot because it seemed absurd. I could be wrong. No, I but, think you're right. And, I think it was like $5,000. Yes. And she was in the, in the, in the, listen, no disrespect. It was just like, whatever <laughs> happened was like, there was a nick in this purse. It meant a lot to this woman. I didn't know what to do. I tried to do everything I could. I really did. I mean, like I was working the phones and going, you know, trying to, and it got to the point where she's like, well, you got to buy me a new bag. And I, and I just remember being like, I, I, I just, I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I remember telling Andrew the story and being like, he's just probing with questions like well, wait a minute um where was it <laughs> like where was the how did you hang it uh you know and so when we were i think when we were batting around ideas and and the thing with mona also was a real thing disguised uh, you know that we disguised uh, it's sort of but but it was a real thing uh, about someone who had been aggressively texting andrew and some other stuff and so uh, and then, as we mentioned, I think when we read the pilot, the, the, the cleaning person, we, we did share a cleaning person. So that was a little more made up, but we, we did have a thing about sharing a cleaning person. So, uh, but most of it, we, I think when we were tossing ideas around, we were just like, should we do the bag? <laughs> should we do the thing about the bag? Yeah. Did, I wonder, did you tell the bag story in the pitch? I don't remember. I don't Probably remember not. either. I don't know. I only found out about the bag thing after it had happened, though. Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, yeah, I wasn't involved in the. I, I'm surprised I was the only person to say to you. Are you sure? Yeah. But okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so when you wrote it, what was that actual just sort of physical process? Like, how did the writing work? Part of what was really hard was that I think we sold it in like end of August, but we, we didn't have a studio. We just went directly to networks mm -hmm. with no producers, just directly to networks, which is such a rare, weird thing yeah. to do. And so the deal took until like November to do. So of course, then it becomes- then, well, can, also, we have it, can we have it before Christmas? Yeah. yeah. Well, also the, the deal was, you know, we were oh, yeah. starring- creating writing and directing. You know, yeah it was it, so it was like it was a complicated deal and you're right by the time it was done and we had already been talking about it, but it was like now we need it like really fast uh i'm trying to remember i think the, the process was interesting because we started out with thinking we were just going to use the ice cream store as the first act to set up everything we're like okay well you know we, we it's tested i think we, i feel like we, we, we test it's tested right. we know that it works we know we can do this and you know uh, and then for some reason, I think we got a note back saying like, uh, well, you know, let's do something different. You know, I don't know why. I think maybe they just wanted to see something different. And so that probably took a bit of. Well, because it needs to be more of like an event. I feel like that was what they said. Oh, is that what you it know, was? You know, like, and so it was like the honeymoon. And mm -hmm. then. Oh, know, that, well, that right. That was their big thing is that they were really, you know, we don't understand this relationship. We don't understand this relationship better. And can we give and we, you you'll see you could hear like little parts of the pilot that are so clearly, I think, network. Yeah, like I cringe like <laughs> on my third line is like, look at us. We're together again. Like, this is, you know, and I'm just like, oh, God, like, yeah. God help me when when people ask me to like I, you know, I it's really still hard for me to even consider myself like an actual writer. I'm always just like, oh, I just write here and there. But I am. No, but she's when, a real writer. <laughs> when, I, when I hear notes, I literally cannot like i cannot i mean richie's might be even worse than i am but like the, the richie and i together forget it it's like we are just like no 
Like, I just don't, like, I just, it, what was so interesting was when I watched Andrew on this uh, situation comedy, this reality show that he was on, the reason I was so drawn to him was because, you know, it was this reality show. So he was just like totally himself and didn't care what to be said. So he would, the executive, executive, executive would say, why can't the actor do this? And he'd be like, why? That makes no sense. I wasn't all. quite that no, bad. No, he was. He was just like just direct, and I was like, "This guy, he just says what he wants to say, and he means it." And like, it was so refreshing to see that. And like, looking back, it was like, of course, the network wanted him to do that because then it riled up the executives. But like, you just saw for the reality show how purposes. silly it is. Like, these executives are asking for notes that just like are so arbitrary. Like, anything could be anything at some mm-hmm. point. It's like. Like, sure. Yeah. Like we could do that. Yes. But like, why? Well, we could also do what we're doing, you know, which is the same, but it's actually from our point of view and we're writing it and we, you know, blah. And I think, I think a part of it for all of us on this one, at least for me was it's us. So we, it wasn't just some, we felt strongly about things because we were like, look, we're doing, we're going to be the ones doing it. And this is about us. And like, you know, um, uh, so I think we, you know, we always care, but I think it was it, it was like hard to separate ourselves. Yeah, the, the characters are named Richie Land. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. you didn't even like give yourself a little no. bit of separation by giving them different names, where you can separate out. Okay, this is a character. And this is me. It's I mean, it's right. much yeah. harder. Like you're, uh, and I assume. By the way, those lines are, you guys, we're back. We're doing it. Just the three of us. Our annual weekend getaway. But you know, I mean, I think, though, that that uh, I, I, so much of it just came down to them wanting it to wanting there to be some sort of that they could say to their bosses, this is a show about this. I mean, yeah. that's what they literally said. And and our feeling was that in practice, in reality, the show is going to be worse for doing that. And so I think that was the struggle is like, we're, it, we feel like it's going to make the show worse. So how do you do that? One thing I will say that I'm very sort of, uh, it was an accident, but I'm proud. It was a fun accident is that, uh, Mona texts, uh, Andrew a joke. And it's about like, what, you know, what do you call a three-legged donkey? It's a wonky. That was just like a random joke that we've, you know, whatever, found some stupid joke to put in there. But I love that, like, when they were like hammering us, I was like, or somebody, whatever, we were like, oh my gosh, it actually does serve the story. Like, you don't, the donkey didn't need the fourth leg to be, yeah. uh, uh, you know. It's a so, really nice, nice when that happens. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> moment in the writing when that comes back around because it does just feel like that's just there as a dumb joke. You don't think it's going to be the right. theme of the show, you know. But it's is... total accident. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that was, I like when things like that happen. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. No, like, it was just, you know, something random or something and it ends up being, you know, kind of good. Yeah. Anyway. I always, I mean, but I always wonder if it is, I always wonder if things like that are accidents because, like, you know, we're working on a show about three, I, I don't know. Maybe when you, no, you know, maybe when you came up with that joke, it was. Oh, I didn't come up with it. It's some for some joke no, from the internet. Exactly, you know, <laughs> when I like scanned a bunch of bad jokes. Yeah. yeah. The thing that we're writing now is like there's keep th- things keep happening where it's like oh my god like all of these things like how did how did we not see this that was just like right there you know like the wonky. Like yeah. The wonky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And whatever, not to get corny, but it's sort of like we, we so focus on like uh, you know the show getting on the air, like that's the great moment. But when actually the great moment is, I when you realize, oh, the donkey 
monkey joke <laughs> is the is the theme and that we can have them that's it doesn't get better than that actually like getting your show on the air isn't actually better than those moments <laughs> like that is just the truth to me of that's very think, true what, what was what was three about I don't three was very much it was super autobiographical and that like i was married and and ted my writing partner you know he he was married and the four of us hung out all the time we're, you know very close got married around the same time like all super close and then i got divorced and it was kind of like now now what happens and what what happened in real life was i became like really close to Ted's wife. Like she became like my confidant, like this like female confidant I could talk to about stuff. And that was, so we were like having these conversations, not that there was any like sexual anything, but it was like the the relationship had changed where it was like, wait, why are you and my wife? Like just why am I walking in on you guys? Like talking for hours. And why aren't you talking to me about this? It was like, because it's easier for me to talk to her and, and mm. them sort of like, helping me as I started to date and like the character you auditioned for who was like my neighbor who was like the man on the town guy who like was like come come to the clubs with me and like you know you weren't so, right for that yeah no it was, it was supposed to be it was comedic it was comedic yeah. it wasn't like <laughs> no he wasn't actually cool he, he, yeah, don't worry. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been good. um if, if not for the wand <laughs> But anyway, so it was that. It, you know, so it was a sim. It, it, it was a kind of a similar, like a couple and the sort of odd man out. But you know that 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 threesome. Um, but uh, elements of your personality. So there there are things like Lindsay in the show has a desperate need to be liked by everyone and to, to clear the air. And uh, I was thinking that that's Andrew actually okay. in real life i was getting i'm like you you gave me all your shit for Lindsay. i was like i i don't like my mother is like doesn't care what anyone thinks about her i'm like not as much like as that but since i've been with andrew i care a little bit more about what people think but he's just like did you ever write that email back from like three months ago because i'm sure they're wondering i'm like no, the conversation stopped. That's right. when it stopped. You know, like. There are people. There are people like from like that we haven't talked to in like eight years. I'm like, you should really call Jennifer. And she's like, why? And I was like, you should call Jennifer. I don't. And I was to. like, all right, I'll call. Je I'm gonna call her then. I'm gonna call her. If you're not gonna call her, I'm gonna call her because somebody should call. Her. She's probably upset that she has never heard from us. Well, this but is the question. When you're turning yourself into a sitcom character, right? Like you're, yeah. You you have to find so whatever. Like Andrew's, you know, is cheap right in in the show um i don't know if that's true but it's a great comic trait right it's right, just right, like right. that like maybe we can find a way to not pay the you 10 bucks say, for the two cheap. he likes a deal okay <laughs> like well, wait, wait. this is my favorite thing about andrew is when Lindsay told me when we were all getting to be friends like he's his four favorite words in and order wanna, say, andrew has three favorite four letter words and this is how they go in order um Least favorite. Least favorite. Least favorite. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, you know. Okay, you go. <laughs> no, no, you do it. You do it. Uh, um, free, sale, and a deal. Deal's number one. Yeah, I'll Andrew pay, loves I'll, the deal. I'll pay, listen, I'll pay $1,500 for a shirt as long as I know it was $3,000 originally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's okay. not cheap. That's different from cheap. You're right. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew can do a whole seminar on credit card points, and that's a whole other tangent. But he loves a deal, and God bless him for loving it because he's taught me a lot about getting deals. Uh, <laughs> and my favorite part of the short is Andrew and the cookie, by far. 
what do you guys eat that? What are you going to But you're going to eat that cookie. Like, he just <laughs> yeah. can't handle it. Yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. We cut you off. No, 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 no. I'm just, I guess <laughs> I'm just asking, like, as the comedic traits of these characters, and it is a pilot, so you have to hit them kind of hard. So you have to, you know, let us know in a pilot, okay, this is the sort of the joke lane of this character. Yeah. And I'm just, guess I'm wondering how closely those hewed to your actual personalities what what i'm trying to think what was my trait if there was one it's funny it's funny because normally when when one writes a pilot they are thinking about that and i don't know how much we actually thought about that because we were just like especially after having done the short i think we just kind of were like just trying to steer in whatever we felt were the right things and without even like late we we didn't literally label them in the way that right. you would label them in a pitch i think i think but that doesn't mean they're not there. But it'd be like it's interesting that you I when you said, yeah, what would be yours, Richie? Yeah. yeah. And and I guess I now what I think about with Richie, you know, things like Lindsay's wanting to be liked and wanting to clear the air. It's like a recurring thing. Like, you know, Richie, I guess you have your, you know, I, I I'm all mojo. You know, that yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah. You know. Um, so there's a bit of of that, you know, that feeling like you've ruined it now. Um with the giddy thing is i don't yeah. know what exactly label to put on that character yeah. trait yeah um slightly above average looking guy who <laughs> tries to box above his uh weight I mean, class or whatever i feel like part of it is like the 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 instinctual rigidness of just like i can't now i can't go out with her i can't do it like you know like i'm not paying for the bag well maybe i should like there is like this like uh absolutely instinctual thing and then like a letting go of it and i guess there's also seems like there there's a maybe a fear of commitment or something you know the the perennial single guy who can't no one's going to be quite right enough and no one's going to be and your friends you know Lindsay and andrew are more important to you than any woman and that gets in the way but a very you know extreme pickiness and fault finding with with the women that you date so, so to what you just said, then, at least in terms of speaking personally, my wife would agree with Andrew's assessment that I am always fast with the answer. And then I'm like, no, eh, maybe not. You know, like, right. like <laughs> I, I'm not paying for that bag. And that's like, well, but maybe I did it. <laughs> um, and then I do think when we were certainly making this short, it did seem I was going to be uh, sadly and perpetually single um, until I met my wife. Thank God. But uh, so I do think those things like track. Um, but definitely we heightened it. And, turn, and, and I think, yeah, Andrew, your thing is a is a side of you, uh, right? You know, the, like like the, the the even just like the cookie or the uh, the the you got to have a guy for everything. You know, like I like to have a guy. I just I want a purse guy. I want to know I have it in my. Back I love pocket. that because that's such a specific <laughs> character trait that felt very like that it had to be you, you know a real thing with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, it's interesting because as we read it, I was like, oh, wow, Andrew's got the least amount to do. And I was just thinking that in general, like in the, in the dynamic, Andrew is always like wanting to know about everybody else. It's like always not about him. And uh, that was sort of becoming clear to me. And, you think and, I have the least amount to do in that pilot? Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly think you don't have the, uh, you're so, it's like, it's so funny. It's, it's hard for me to say who's got, the, I actually don't yeah, know who I, I think. I, I know. I, I mean, whatever. From the outside observer, I, it didn't feel like it was lopsided, literally yeah, one way or the other. It felt pretty. You, you know, you all had fun stuff to play. You were all active at different moments. 
Um, the thing but, that's interesting about it, I, I thought it was when we were going to cast it, I it just made me realize, oh, 90% of the dialogue is the three of us. Right. Like we were, we wrote nothing for anybody. Right. Like, like, but then Gloria <laughs> came in and just killed as, as killed. Well, with not yeah. very little. And Jay too, you know, the, the, India, the, yeah. the small yeah. parts and India, you know, like, but Mujan did like, I mean, there, you know, there's not a lot, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but the little bits there are great. Mona's, you know, so much fun and the, brief moments she appears but so much of the show is the three there's yeah. very few things i mean we you know ultimately it's like so much of it is the three of us together i feel yeah. like but i, I yeah. think also Lindsay's is very hypocritical that's definitely her you yeah. know oh yeah and i guess that is sort of <laughs> like of suddenly she has a way of doing things and then and then it's like andrew presents it to her and she's like what are you talking about like everything has it's got its own lane like there's no like there's no path for a certain conversation even if she says like this is what she wants it like becomes different when it's a new situation you know what i mean you don't know what i mean i don't know what you mean (laughs) no yeah no i i I got it but i'm not gonna paraphrase it back (laughs) (laughs) it it feels like if you had been if you had sold it to a streamer, you know, it, in the vein of like a you know difficult people or like Broad City or something like that, you know, it feel, there's a feel to this that, um, and I'm not asking you to like second guess, but I see why. I mean, th- let me back up and ask you this: Seinfeld, like, how do you think um, about the relationship of this show to Seinfeld? You brought it up that they had mentioned it, and you said, you know, yeah, that pitching it was kind of like the show within a show on Seinfeld. Um, I mean, yeah. we're all like huge Seinfeld fans, correct, right? I mean, yeah. I know Andrew and I, and I mean, that's like, no, yeah. we just love it. We're not trying to like make a Seinfeld S show. We're just trying to be us. You know, I think that's what um, it's hard the to hard, hardest part about like writing comedies, I think is like, you're trying to like be funny, but we were just really trying to be us and tell the stories that have happened to us. And hopefully people would relate. And that's what we found. We were, we weren't trying to impress anybody with the, with the short. We were just trying to tell a funny story that maybe would make people laugh, like an honest, authentic, something that felt like candy, almost like a a good bag of like gummy candy that you're like, Ooh, what's this? What's that? And then like, you know, I I could watch like the scene where we're trying the ice creams over and over again. And I I know that's so obnoxious because I'm in it and we wrote it, but like, I find it so um, satisfying. Yeah. Uh, the big difference is you guys are very nice to each other. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. So it's a huge difference because Seinfeld is all about, I mean, they're just so mean to each other all the time. And you have to sort of understand yeah. that this is how they show love and they actually do care about each other, but they never do anything, never say anything nice. They never actually do anything nice for each other. This show, which has a very Seinfeldian, you know, pace and, and, and yeah, tone, is, is very different because you're very open and acknowledging how much you care about each other mm. and wanting to help each other. It doesn't have the, it doesn't have a nineties cynicism to it. Um, it is sort of, I mean, yeah. I guess, in the, it, oh, go ahead, Richard, sorry. No, you, please. Well, I was going to say, I guess in that way, it is sort of like a little bit of a little bit, a little bit of friends in there, right? In in, a, in some way, because that did have that, uh, that they weren't mean to each other, I don't think, right? They Sure, right? they were. They, they, you know, so much of what we wrote was just them like, like saying mean things to each other. And really? yet it was different. It wasn't like Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld was much, they would go much farther. And to the extent probably that friends had some of, they were nicer to each other, but 
also it's same with you guys like we were all such seinfeld fans there are a couple shows it was like we're all simpsons fans and seinfeld fans right so it's just like there's times where i'm shocked that no one notices like it, joey is just homer simpson like he's so homer simpson like all the time and people don't often point it out it's just like that's because we're all just simpsons fans and so it bleeds into your the way you think and talk mm-hmm. and and write so it's like you don't you don't have to set out trying to make this kind of Seinfeldy. Seinfeld just penetrated our brains in a but way. But do you think do you think that it that it, that 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 we liked it because because it was something that felt natural to us already, or do you think it like literally just defined uh, defined the three of us? For example, you know what I mean. Like, I wonder. I mean, I'm sure that before Seinfeld, there's Neil Simon and all sorts of things that yes. are in that area, but. You know, but there's certain things. Yeah, there's certain things I think we all collectively picked up from that show, and we don't even we're not even conscious of it. Well, I the think. I mean, the bottom line is we the sign the part the only thing we have in common with Seinfeld because it's the greatest show of all time is that we that was their voice, and this we we act you know we all have written things, and this was so clearly our voice, and you know I think we were thrilled with the prospect of having a big NBC show. But I mean, if at the time there had been the kind of outlets there are now, I would have loved to have gone made a more down and dirty, you know, the three, you know, like just give us, you know, a much less, give us way less and just leave us alone. And we'll go make a thing. Um, you know, there just weren't as many. It, it's wild to think about, but I mean, there just weren't those kinds I of know. screaming it's outlets. It's really true, you know? right? Yeah. And then there, and then there were, and now there's again. <laughs> now it's like, again. We, exactly. we missed our chance. We missed you our. Did. We <laughs> missed that brief little <laughs> moment. Yeah. But it yeah. is true. But but I guess I was saying it, it seems like oh, this is a network show because Seinfeld was a network show. But Seinfeld is the most freakish network hit of all time. Like yeah. it should never right. have happened. Like everyone at the network didn't want it to happen. It happened despite everyone, and. They've never, it's never been really recreated on successfully anything like it really on network TV. And yet there are things and streaming that, you know, I think, you know, it's like Broad City. It's a very different show, but in a way it's also, it's similar, you know, and Difficult People was just sort of similar. There are, you know, even It's Always Sunny is right. kind of, That's just similar, yeah. you know, um, and you know, a show like this, which it is just the three of you so much, it's like, can it be done inexpensively? Could be, you know, done like, but you're right. You just happen to be at a moment where, of course, what you're going to do is go and pitch it to the four networks. Like, you know, that's what you did at that point. Well, and there, I we think we went to a couple other places, but they really weren't doing it. It just was like, I think we went to Amazon. Do we go to, we went to Amazon, but it's like Amazon, okay. they had, they had well, Mrs. Maisel and, and they had Transparent. They had Transparent. And yeah. And yeah. 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 So they were Is in it, their like indie movie, you know, yeah. sort of dark phase. Yeah. Like cool. Yeah. Like, one, Miss- um, one Mississippi and Transparent. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. There's nothing worse. And I just remember some of those pitches just like the glaze over sort of <laughs> like. And I was just like, can this, can we just cut it short? Like. I, I remember like back when I was a model in my teenage years and I would like go to this appointment and it'd be the, all these models there. And um, I once saw this model, she like handed in her composite card, which is like your pictures and stuff. And she was like, can I just, um, I'm just going to take that back actually. Cause she knew that she wasn't going to get I was like, oh, damn. I was like, I just wanted to just be like, this has been great. Thank you so much after here's her ice cream. We're going to go now. Like, why do we have to put ourselves through this? Like they're because we, we drove all the way across town. That's why. Yeah. 
I feel like someone on this show maybe told the story. I feel like maybe her one person who just cut off a pitch in the middle was just like, you know what? Like, you're obviously not buying this. Yeah. Like, why don't we all just say it? And it's so ballsy. Like, I, I don't think there's any way I would ever be able to do that. But there's just been times where you just want nothing more to be like, it is so clear. You guys don't like anything that I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's fine. I we think, can I think that's what was great feelings. in this particular place. And, you know, I, I've, I sold a few things before and since, but being with Andrew and Lindsay in the room, it was, I was the most like, fun. It really was I, so fun. I just, I never felt, I never felt vulnerable. I was like, I got, I got, I got my team here. Right. And you know, it, it, we're, if this goes horribly, we're going to leave and laugh about how horribly it went. Yeah. And uh, no harm, no foul, you know, uh, this would so. be like the walkout. Um, is this also being video? Like, can you be able to see this on video? Um, we usually don't now. put up the video for okay. the interviews. So I was going to do something. <laughs> I, like, I remember when we walked out of CBS. That's what I was going to say. Oh, I was like, it went so fucking well. And it usually it, doesn't go that well at CBS, right? And we just doing? walked out like this. Just waiting, pushing the elevator door and, and then, looking at and each other. Like, we're, we're trying not to make too much eye contact before we we're get like, in the elevator. Where's our... Where's our offer? Oh, yeah. Where, oh, and, oh. and Richie's like, come on. We're By the time we get to the parking garage, <laughs> our phone is going <laughs> to ring. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so stupid. Let me ask you this. Have you ever sold a pilot where uh, where you did feel it went really well, and then you you know you called your agent, and the agent said uh, they really loved it. They just they need a few they need a few they got to talk about it. They need a few days to think about it. Have you actually ever sold that pilot, or does or yeah. Have okay, so sometimes they do yeah. need to think about. It. See, I, I feel like if you don't sell it in the room, you're not you're not selling it. When do you? I, I don't. I, I've never seen that. Like I know it has it. Yes, it has happened, and 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 I remember being extremely surprised by it because I assumed wow. the same way as you. It's just like, oh, this is for whatever reason they think it's nicer to make you wait a couple days before they pass rather than passing right away. But obviously yeah. it, I know it's a pass cause they didn't buy it. And they're like, they're thinking about it. Sure. And then it was just like, wait, what? Like, so it, it's, it's possible. But so now I, I've just filled, like... you, filled you with false hope for, <laughs> but, you, but you always hear this. They bought it in the room. They bought it in the room. And it's like, I, like that's a rare experience. I think everyone sells a pilot. They usually buy it in the room. So that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does, I will say that one time, one time I think I had gotten so fed up with the waiting a few days. You know, so this in this case it was a week, and then ultimately a pass. That in the meantime of waiting, I wrote a really long email to the to the uh, head of uh, drama development who I knew was probably going to pass. And then as soon as they passed, I sent them the email and basically basically bullied him into buying it and he, he and he changed his mind <laughs> are you serious and, yeah I, he, he said he wrote me back he goes here are my issues with it i said i'll solve those issues and so we got on the phone and i talked to him for two minutes and he goes okay let's do it and, and, and you and know then, what that show this is us <laughs> <laughs> i ran into him at the upfronts uh, uh a couple of years later and i said did you ever read that script and he goes oh yeah it was terrible <laughs> He goes, no offense, because I'd still work with you again, but I did not like that. <laughs> oh, well. Wow. Well, but good for you for doing it. That's This is the quality that Lindsay was attracted to that she saw yeah. on, on Situation Comedy. You just like, just straight well, you know shooter. What I, you know what I realize is that no one's going to do anything for you. You got to ask yourself, like, that is uh, true. I, I'm very, I have to write this email. I'm about to send it to, some, to a podcast that I want to do. And I just got to write it because no one else is going to say, 
Hey, cavalry is not coming. You should no. have Lindsay yeah. Craft on your podcast. We had to harass you guys for four or five months before we get on this on this. It's true. On this podcast. It's true. <laughs> Noah yeah, is a dude. real gatekeeper. Almost. <laughs> yeah, look, I wanted to do it, but Noah wouldn't let me. You know? it's just like, Noah would just wouldn't let me. Well, I've been trying to also get another one of Lindsay's for. Oh, for, yeah. Uh, no. We're having happening. a hard time with our lead actress. Yeah. And writer. No. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. But I want to do that one, too. That's, yeah, that's, I would love to do that. That's a good one. Um, I'll not sure again. Yeah. Do you guys do dramas also? We 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 haven't. We did one oh. one hour, but it was like a it was this um it was a remake of Greatest American Hero. Oh oh, and it was um Andy Bobro did it, and it, and it's it's a comedic. It's really a one hour comedy. So we did that, but it's like uh to me, I don't know. Um, I'm, there's obviously tons of great dramas. If someone else wants to do that podcast, I like laughing and doing funny you know scripts. Yeah. It's just like there's not uh. The same thing and also the you know when we did the first few years of it it was live and i don't know you're gonna i guess people go to the blacklist readings but to me like you're gonna sit and listen to just like a drama i don't know i know Are people go to theater they go to dramatic plays it's like if i want to do this it's because we're going to go and hear an audience laugh like that's yeah. what are I'm you going to go are you ever going to go back because I, I when i you know when andrew and lindsay told me about this i was like oh i remember hearing about that like that was that's what a great live event uh do you think you'll get back to doing that we we just we just got back last night we did our first live show since february 2020 oh, great. Last night. Wow. so we are yeah so you guys just missed it sorry but <laughs> yeah um, thanks a lot yeah i oh, know man that would have been fun we've where, been where really you... nervous about doing it but we did just do where it did you do it at the elysian theater oh, and was cool. it one of yours no no it, it was not <laughs> uh it was a special circumstance where brooks whelan and isaac rents had uh, a show at fox that they were asked to write two additional episodes of and then it was passed so we read three Oh wow! Episodes. So everyone listening, like this is it's the this these are going to be coming up. We're going to put out all three. So it was kind of a unique thing that we had like three episodes of a dead show that was never made, and we were like, you know what? Maybe like because because you don't have to get three different casts. You get the cast, and they just read all three episodes, and so that's the that's the one we did. It was fun. I mean, and so wait, I have a question. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, <laughs> when when you do these, like. How often do the producers, are they involved also? Because I imagine like, because I'm just thinking about for something that I've written, it's like, that's sort of like why things fall apart, right? It's like, the, you know, producers have different visions and the writers and like, you know, how deep does this go in terms of like... we The producers rarely have any mm. part in this. Occasionally they'll be like, hey, if you want to like get on this, if the writer and the producer still have like a really close relationship right. or whatever, like if you want to like listen in on the Zoom or, you know, it used to be like, you want to come to the show, but uh, there's been a couple times where like we did a show that uh, Ty Burrell was a producer on and I like did a separate interview with him just to get kind of that perspective. Mm. But it, normally this is all done like writer to writer. You know, these are yeah. coming in like through relationships among writers and it's just kind of like no one else has to get involved. We're just yeah. like we just do this thing and, you know, um, yeah, so not Here's usually very involved at all. Here's my question for you. You've heard <laughs> you've heard 80 of these or so. And you read them before you hear them out loud, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like programming my own network here. I read them all, I decide which ones I want to do and yeah. And you I mean, don't Noah, do all... Noah does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't do all of the ones you're submitted. No. I see. And then when you when you 
hear them out loud, even if you think they're good, do you, are you, are you able to, to understand maybe why they weren't made or, or are you like some, are you like, wait, I can't believe these aren't, these aren't getting made. I mean, there's some of both for sure. Okay. You know? yeah. I mean, and, and look, my whole philosophy is it is random. What, you know, it is effectively random what gets on. So usually I'm just like, Oh, it just was random. So that one didn't get on. And, you know, that that's the explanation. Certain times I'm like, I can see why this was too something. Um, But a lot of times it's just like, there's no reason uh, why this wouldn't have like worked really well. And especially when we do things where, you know, we've, I don't know, I'm just thinking like we did a pilot that was very much like the good place. It was the same season, like, you know. Well, I know why the good place got on instead of it because there's Michael Schur. But there's been a lot of other times where like we have a pilot. um, We read one called Revival, uh, uh, Sally Bradford McKenna. It's reboot. It's the same show, like effectively the same show. It didn't get on. Reboot did. Again, you've got a big, you know, big name writer behind reboot. But it's like because there are so many of those circumstances, like this is so much the same idea as the show that got on it could just as easily have been the one that 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 got on there's no explanation for that except the randomness of of the business so right um there's we've done you know and, and often i will say what's nice when you read them is just like oh there's so much I, I thought it was good i liked it enough to do it it's so much better than i thought you know like right you know, there's something i mean i really i read thruple i really liked it and then you guys did it and it was just like i loved it i just it was so much fun sitting oh, here and nice. watching you guys do this show it was far better you know because like the the love and chemistry of the three of you just you know came through in a way that you get a hint of when you're it's on the page but it's not it's you know it's, it's not, not the, the same. same yeah that's so nice you know it's funny that you said because we're, when we were turning it in richie kept saying to his credit kept saying we gotta just we gotta read it for t- Jed Salky yeah. doesn't need to read the script. We need to, it's going to take her just as much time. We'll come in 20 minutes or whatever. It's probably longer than that. Yeah. Whatever it is, 25 minutes and we're out. Like, and I was begging to do it. We kind of kept asking it. and they were just like, it's not going to happen. And it's like, yeah. wouldn't it be easier just to spend a, two days with all your pilots and just have people come in? And I mean, I know it's a bit of an organization. It's easier for us because we're in it, but you know. Right. But yeah, yeah, no, I've done it with a pilot. Like I, I organized a table read and, and recorded it and sent it to, you know, Carrie Burke. And it was just like, I just want you to hear it was this pilot. You know, we did it on the on the podcast, too. But it was like these guys, Trey Crowder and Corey Forster and Drew Morgan. They're they're three stand ups from the south. They're off uh-huh. you know, Tennessee, Georgia. And I'm like their voice, like they're so specific. You got to hear them. They're playing themselves and you got to hear it, you know, Um you know, it didn't work, didn't get on. But I was just like, I, I was like, we're doing this. We're going to send it. She can like listen to it in her car. And, you know, again, like why? And who knows? It probably wouldn't have made a difference with Jen Saki, whatever. But it's the kind of thing where you're if you ask permission to do that, you're never get, like no one's you, you would have had to just like been like, send it. we're going to do this. We're going to like get into her office and like, you know, hold her hostage and like yeah. read this for her because it's it's unusual right so any agent or whoever you're going to ask about that is going to get yeah. nervous about it that's not how it's done yeah. no you don't 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 do it that way but your instinct was actually you know kind of a good one who knows it's random probably yeah. wouldn't have made a difference <laughs> but yeah. you know. i love your philosophy yeah. I, you're not wrong yeah. I, it is, there is it's a lot of it is well it's random in the sense that uh attachments play a big, big role obviously 
right? So it's but then it's things random, with but, no attachments. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess yeah. it's the philosophy also because otherwise you'll do what I've spent so much of my life doing, which is trying to figure out what to do differently next time. Sure. It's a right. waste of time. Oh, that is a waste of time. <laughs> well, the the answer is you know try to do it with Tina Fey or try to do it with Lauren Michaels if you want to. You know things like that do help. Can help. You know can certainly. help. Can I help. feel like it's usually just like one person who has a very um, personal reason for doing That's it or not too. doing it. It comes down to that one person yeah. for whatever yeah. reason who you've never it. interacted with yeah. during the entire process. Like yeah. you, you've but just like been. In, 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 I just remember the season we, when we turned this in and we saw I got picked up. It was literally every big name person with a deal. Uh, you know, we, which is why we wanted to be bold and try and get in there and just read. Cause we were yeah. like, we, we, you know, now that we've sold it, we know what we're up against. Like it's all, yeah, it's all no. the big name people who have deals at universal on NBC and they need to be serviced. And, and, and by the way, and their shows are good. Uh, not, 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 right. uh, not even being that's subjective. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> the shows were great, but we just felt like we had a, it was going to be a tough battle. Anyway. Wait, what did they make that year? Do you remember? Uh, I remember who made things that year. I don't remember what they were. Huh. So they're not in the air now, at least, or they weren't. Probably. I don't know if any of them survived. Yeah. I'm curious to go. Like there were seven. I remember there being seven. And I remember when we turned it in, there were seven things picked up and that was all. And that then that, that's yeah. all it ended up being. And I was like, I could still be a few more. And no, there just weren't. But yeah. 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 I don't know if it makes you, you know, whether it feels better when something gets picked up instead of yours that that becomes a huge hit or if it doesn't, it's just like, it's That's all true, the same, yeah. you know, like I remember that with that three, it was like, it didn't get picked up. And it was just like this other show that we kept, you know, sort of crossing paths with during casting sessions with less like, and fighting over actors. And like, what was the show? Like that got picked up this fucking how I met your mother. You know, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Up, <laughs> like that, like no one was even talking about that show, you know, it's just like they got Jason right. Siegel and we were trying, you know, um, but I don't oh, know. That's so funny. Was, wow. Like, so it was like, does that make me feel any better? <laughs> it's like, it still just is kind of what it is. Now it feels yeah. like all of that. It's like the end of an era. I feel like <laughs> I don't, it just feels like they're like, obviously pilot season is just like, you know, sort of non-existent, at least for actors. I don't, I don't yeah. feel it. I don't, I don't have no idea when things are happening. Yeah, I forgot. Um, is that just now? like, you know, going and pitching and selling. I don't know. Maybe I'm, we're just not doing it now. So we don't know. But it does just feel like it's just changed. I know. I mean, I guess it's coming up. But I don't know. It's not the same as it once was because they make so many fewer and they make kind of make things year round. And it's only the networks that, that adhere to that. And that's such a small portion of the game, you know, anymore. So for you, yeah. it must feel specifically real. I mean, I always think about like how I got here just like a little bit you know, really like, you know, in the early 2000s as things started to shift a little bit, right, to some degree. But you were, you know, I don't know when you started writing on Friends, but, you know, but that was such a specific time. Yeah. And so comparing that now to then must feel really drastic. Uh, it feels weird. It feels like, oh, I it, like I live through like the, the golden age of, you know, of television but i'm don't i'm not that old like it's not that right. it wasn't that that long it was ago. just it right it feels yeah. like i was i'm from the silence era you know like <laughs> let me tell you about you know what it was like when like al jolson when the jazz singer came out and it was like it, it was so different and yet I, i'm not like it 90 was, it wasn't know? that long ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was that long ago but yes i don't know things i mean older. just in the last maybe four years i mean you know covid shifted everything to streaming and it, it's it, the, the the speed at which things have changed and then the consolidation of everything it's it's uh 
it's it's a crazy time for sure yeah and that's you know where you could you know they're making 15 pilots and you figure you know like each network's making like a dozen or whatever it's you know that i'm trying to remember richie did you do like an adam chase pilot i'm trying to remember i remember i worked i did punch up on some pilot you acted in and i cannot and i'm like trying to remember what it was probably the it was probably jonathan groff's first pilot and i think adam might have uh uh so i know i know adam um i oh you know what i was not sorry it's uh i've I've been doing this for 800 (laughs) years i was on an adam chase pilot um was it the one that kevin hart was in yes (laughs) yeah my character, I still give Adam shit about this when I see him. Uh, my character, there were like there were like eight characters, and by the end of the week, there were five characters. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so there was an awkward day where it was like, you don't need to come into work. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, that was yeah. There was class. at least one run through that you were in that I remember being yes, at. And I remember and Kevin Hart. It was like six. one of the first things he did, and he was like, we're like. What who was this guy? He's a lot. Like he was just like, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, that's what it was, it was. called. The class of 06 right? It mm-hmm. was. It was. Yes. It was like friends in college. Yep. And it had yep. a thirteen episode commitment, and then yes. it didn't get on the air. This was, was two thousand really two. Yeah, I didn't oh. understand that, and and I and and I, I remember it, I, I sincerely had no better like. Uh, uh, I remember thinking this is really fun. It makes perfect sense. It's friends in college. The cast was really great. The set um, was kind of cool. This was like a dorm yeah. set that was really yeah. cool. <laughs> Who else was yeah. in it? Kyle like, I... Howard. Kyle Shore. Uh, of yeah. course, yes. Super, yeah. super nice dude. Um, yeah, I did a pilot with him. <laughs> but like sure in the, the pe- it was people in that moment that, I mean, look, it had a 13 episode commitment. It was Adam coming off of Friends. I mean, you know, it had it had it had a great cast. Uh, Ted, uh, uh, director Ted Wass. Ted Wass, yeah. Um, Hard to think. Yeah, yeah. Good memory. I forgot I did that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, it, but I was like, I'm glad we could clear that up. Anyway, <laughs> all right, you guys. I this is it's too much fun hanging out. We could hang uh, out forever, so but we should it. wrap this up. Um, this was great. I love the show. I'm glad people get to hear it. Maybe it has a life sometime down the road, but at least we, this is one where it's like the show's still happening in real life. It's still That's, going on. Yeah. You know? The, yeah. We the, don't need to, we don't need anyone else to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good enough for <laughs> the, for us. We're having a blast. Yeah. So yeah. take that. Take that. Wow. Thanks All for right, having this, us. That was really yeah, Thank you fun. so much. This, really this was a really fun look back at something that we all really love and care about. And uh, so thank you for, inviting us to to look back and do that it was a pleasure yeah, thank you all right thanks you guys all right. see ya bye. Bye. bye bye all right i really do hope you enjoyed that i had so much fun hanging out with the three of them uh dead pilot society is produced by me and my co-producer ben blacker and our associate producer noah findling it's edited and mixed by jordan katz if you like the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend. Follow us on social media to find out all the latest. Uh, I've got some exciting stuff coming up. We're still on Twitter at Dead Pilots Pod and on Instagram at Dead Pilot Society. I guess on Facebook maybe too. Um, until next time, I am Andrew Reich. Thank you for listening. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.